0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Dog Random Show, with your host, Big Dog. We got my buddy, Logan.
1: Hey everybody, how you doing? How you doing, Big Dog? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I mean, the last three weeks have been absolutely horrible, but in this moment, I'm doing pretty good.
0: Oh well that's good. It
1: can't be horrible all the time, you know. That starts to I suck mean, after a while. Yeah. I mean the best part about it though is I got a new jeep out of it, so we're doing good there. Yeah, I saw that. It looks like a spaceship. Yeah, that uh you you remember my red truck, right? Yeah, the Dodge. Yeah, it decided to blow a rod in the middle of the highway. Oh no. Yeah, so it went bye bye and we switched it out with that uh twenty fifteen Cherokee Trailhawk and now I can actually go do big boy jeep things.
0: Nice. Very and nice. I- so you gonna fix are you gonna fix it up, make it like a trail
1: jeep? I mean oh, that's man. that's the idea with it. I followed a, I went to West Texas this weekend. Yeah, and I stayed with uh, Jennifer and Stephen James, and mm-hmm. we just—I kind of followed them behind, or I followed behind them in their Wrangler and everything. And I went everywhere the Wrangler went. Sweet. So, so I mean, as far as soccer mom status goes, I can be an off-road soccer mom. <laughs> you could drop off the kids at the mountain. Exactly, and guess what? I can go where the jeeps go, and I have seat warmers. Oh, that is, is privileged. In case that booty gets cold. Exactly. But I had to, I, I got really cheap because I didn't want the heated steering wheel. So I kind of cheaped out on that part. Man, you know what? You can just wear some gloves and I think you'll be all right. Yeah. But that have to be fingerless gloves. That's what all the cool kids wear. Oh, yeah. Maybe with some like studs on them. Yeah, that way when I run up on Bigfoot, I can knock the crap out of him. you know?
0: Oh, man.
1: So you're, you're a no-kill, but you knock him out, right? I mean, if Bigfoot wants to throw hands, I'll throw hands.
0: You know, that that's the spirit. <laughs> you know, because, like, I froze up, and I didn't know what to do. But, I mean, if you're going to throw hands,
1: I guess that's a lot braver than me. The only time that I saw anything that was somewhat Bigfoot like, I did just kind of sit there. I questioned it, but I just sat there. (laughs) Sat there wondering what
0: it was, or sat there like, oh crap, I hope I don't die. I sat
1: there, what am I looking at? I mean, really? You know, you know the beaver hook, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All I had on me was a beaver hook in my 45. And I just kind of sat there and looked at the thing. That was it about it. You? Uh, you? If you want me to, I can tell you the whole story. I don't know what it was doing. I don't even think it was Bigfoot, but everybody I tell the story to thinks it's Bigfoot. All right. Well, let's
0: hear it. Maybe it was Platypus Man. I don't know.
1: Dude, Platypus Man would be awesome.
0: But uh, Yeah, but, you know, nobody's really scared of him. They kind of laugh at him, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, that'd be a really sad cryptid.
0: Yeah, I saw you posted <laughs> something about a, a, another ugly cryptid. Oh, what was yeah. up with that?
1: Squonk. Y'all look that up, squonk. <laughs> the squonk, it's so sad that all it does is cry, and you have to find it by following its trail of tears. Oh, wow. Uh, that That right there is the saddest thing I've ever read. Poor guy. I don't know what he's so sad about. I don't know. Maybe the uh, maybe his like squonk wife got the whole house and everything, and he's just having to live outside now. The, yeah, I guess. I mean, especially if you had a nice man
0: cave and all that stuff going on,
1: and uh, you lost it all, like yeah, and he, had, and he had like a really nice, you know, stingray. You know, car, and yeah. he took care of it and got it waxed every week, and then she got it and crashed it within three days. Or she got it and let her new boyfriend drive it. Oh, oh that would be even worse. Yeah.
0: I think the crashing is better than, you know, you walking
1: around crying and seeing some dude drive by in your ride. But then they go through McDonald's, and he gets a large Sprite, and he spills it on the inside. Oh, he doesn't even care, dude. Fries Um, everywhere. Fries. Oh man, that's this hurts my soul.
0: I know, and there's like bird poop all on the side of your ride and like and then you see him try to park it and just kind of get too close to like one of those
1: posts and just kind of And then he just says it adds character to the car and goes about his day. Yeah. (laughs) Dang, that's man, this is probably one of the saddest shows I've ever done. I'm here to set records. I will set every record that you probably don't want set on this show. Well, the cool
0: thing is I can edit it so, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so tell us tell us about the creepy thing you saw
1: platypus. so yeah, platypus man. I actually call him blocky, and it's just a weird i it's either gonna go between limpy or blocky, but um there's this area. Out, it's about 15 minutes from where I live, and um, I have one, two, three, four. I have about five or six, I, it's either five or six eyewitness accounts there. With two of the witnesses saying that they saw activity for a couple of months, and uh, so I started going out there, and I would go out there by myself. And I just set up a hammock, and I would uh, stay out there for a weekend and see what would happen. And there was one point in time where I decided I just wanted to go out there for one night because the next day I had to go to work. And you're on the on the Dodge. I had that hard bed cover that I could stand on, I could sit on, sleep on. Oh, so yeah, yeah. this uh, this area has a power line running through it and one road that goes back on it. And so I parked on one side of the power line clearing on the road. And I took a lawn chair and I put a lawn chair on the back of my truck and I just sat on it. And I had, it was a full moon and I had the moon to my back so I could see the tree line where all the reports and stuff came from. And uh, I'm trying to remember what time it was. I know it was after nine, but before it was somewhere in between nine and 10. And okay. uh, at this point, it was already, it was the time of the year where it's already dark at like eight. And no, no. Um, was it cold outside? I, I had a jacket on, but it wasn't freezing. Oh, no, okay. And uh, I was sitting on the back of this truck, and all I had on me was my phone, my beaver hook, and uh, my 45. And the only reason I had the 45 is because that area is bad for hogs and bobcat and stuff like that. And so um, uh, I I was sitting on the back of the truck and in front of me, it's off the road and there's a spot where there's a creek back there. I don't know if you've ever uh if I ever showed you it, but I used to me and Paul Ragsdale casted some tracks out of this area and we called them limpies tracks because they were three-toe tracks. Three was on, Yep, yeah, they were three-toe. They're pretty funny looking. I'll see if I can find a picture and I'll send them to you later. But uh right now Paul still has the cast. But Wow.
0: But I think I think I saw a picture. They were like really uh weird looking.
1: Yep, they're three toed like- and really
0: wide. Yeah, really wide, almost like a dinosaur.
1: Exactly. Yeah, somebody called okay. them like an Iguanodon track at one point. Iguanodon? Yeah, somebody said they looked like an Iguanodon track. And I was like, how do you know what an Iguanodon track looked like? But You didn't I've know there were so many experts out there? Yeah, I, I yeah. see them every day. You, know. you, have, you have to believe what they say. Exactly. They're registered Iguanodon specialists. There you go. <laughs> but where from where I was sitting, on the right side of the road is where those tracks were taken. What I saw was on the left side of the road. Now, in this goes wood line, and then into the wood line, there's a creek. And at the time this happened, that creek was full. And so um, there's this one spot in the tree line where something completely black stepped out about forty yards away from me in front of me, and it was somewhere between eight and a half and nine foot tall. And it was solid black. There was no definite. you couldn't see a face, you couldn't see teeth. there was nothing like, It was just solid black. And it looked like the reason I call it blocky is it literally looked like square head. It went down. It had the wide shoulders and it went down, and then it was just a block. I mean, it was blocky when you looked at it. And so, uh, like, literally, if you were to tell somebody that they were cut out of stone, it looked like whatever it was was cut out of stone.
0: Kind of like uh, like the thing from Fantastic Four
1: kind of look? But tall. Oh, wow. If you, took, if you took the thing from Fantastic Four and made him somewhere between eight and a half and nine foot, That is the shape of this, whatever it was.
0: Yeah, because I think he's got like three toes, if I remember correctly, or three fingers.
1: He has three fingers, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, was his head like
1: sunk down into his shoulders? I could not make out a neck. Let me put it like that. There was no, you know, you could look at a silhouette and you can see where the head's kind of bigger and then it slenders into a neck and then widens in the shoulders. Right, right. This went straight from head to shoulders. Wow. And – but this thing stood there for about, I would say, a good three to four minutes. It never moved. It just – I mean, besides it walking out, after that point, it never moved. And I got on – Uh, I would've took a picture at it, but at the time I didn't have anything on me that could get a picture. So, um, I was literally just sitting there staring at this thing and I didn't move solely due to the fact that I was like, well, if I move and I piss it off, what's it going to do? You know? And, um, it's sitting there and I actually called on my phone. I called Stephen James. And he, I, I told him what I was seeing. I told him all this stuff, and he he just stayed on the phone with me and whatever. And that was one of the first things I asked him. I said, uh, "Can I shoot this thing, or do I just need to sit here?" And he said, <laughs> "Well, don't don't shoot at it." And I was like, "Well, that's probably smart. You know, that's very Texan of me to think I should shoot the thing." And uh, eventually, it steps, it starts stepping back into the woodline and it's not like it turns around in steps it walks backwards oh that's not the weird part yet oh there's <laughs> so, more there's more this went on for an hour the entire thing took place in an hour oh wow okay so this thing stepped back into the wood line i have pictures i went back the next day i there were no tracks there there was nothing where it was at but i put an outline of where i saw the thing in my picture. And, uh, that's how I got the estimate on height and everything. But, um, anyway, like I said, I'm in the middle of the road and it's, it's a decently long road and there is one, uh, telephone pole on it with a light street lamp on it. And it's halfway down towards the main road. If it's a County road. And it's just enough to light up to give you a uh, like a background of, hey, look, there's light back there. If I'm lost, I should go that way. Mm -hmm. And on the side of this road, once you go across this power line trail, it is all wooded on both sides. Once again, on the left-hand side of that road, this thing starts leaning out of the trees. And it's... It's in between me and that light. And that's how I can see its silhouette lean out of the trees and go back in. Wow. Now, the time between it walking back into the woodline and between it going and starting to lean out of the trees was about, I would say, 15 to 20 minutes. Ooh. It leaned in and out of the trees for another 15 minutes. So the entire time this is going on, I'm on the phone with Stephen James. Now, the it stopped and it quit doing the leaning out, in and out thing, and it just disappeared. I never saw it again. And that's when I was like, okay, I guess it's time to go home. I saw what I wanted, you know? Right. But that's that's the closest thing that I have to a Bigfoot encounter where I'm not even sure if it was Bigfoot or not, because I also have got paranormal uh, encounters and stories off of this property. And I have had those on this property myself, so I'm not past being paranormal. You know, that's my lean on it. Well, tell us some ter- paranormal stuff. So, do you want when it first started to me when I was like 12 or do you want more recent? Hmm.
0: Let's start off when you were 12 and then we'll go to recent.
1: Uh, So, the house I live in now is where I used to live when I was like, I think I was between 6 and 14 when I lived here the first time hmm And uh I was twelve. Okay. And I was at home and my mom finally started letting me stay home from school by myself. And everybody when this was going on, everybody had Nintendo Wii's because they just came out and everybody wanted to play Wii Sports. Yeah. And, and so I'm sitting at home and I'm playing Wii Sports and whatever. And I see this giant dog. And I didn't know what it was at the time now I know what species it looked like was a uh uh i just forgot it it's the uh you're gonna have to edit this part diet dire wolf no it's the uh damn why can't I can't remember it uh was a dog the, or wolf? It's the farm dogs that kill coyotes and hogs yeah. and stuff. A uh, mastiff, no, not a mastiff uh, a Chihuahua Pyrenees, it's a great Pyrenees, that's what it was. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> See, my aunt has a ranch that i've I feel like I had something following me or follow me one time on that ranch, and uh but anyway, that's a different story, but she's got all these great Pyrenees on it, and that's how I figured out what that kind of dog was but Anyway, there's this great Pyrenees that is basically see-through, but you can still tell that what it is, it's, a, it's in the form of a dog, and it walks from this hallway, and it turns the corner and goes to my bedroom and disappears. Whoa. That is the first paranormal experience I've ever had. Wow. Wow. That's that's creepy. I mean, what did you do? What did you think? I went outside and I waited for my mom to come home. And I never told any, I just waited outside. I never told any of my family what happened that day. And to be honest, I never told any of my family anything about any of my paranormal experiences until about a year ago. Oh, to which I started getting uh stuff from my mom talking about, well, this guy died in the house and this guy died in the house and oh, this Lord. happened in here. And I go, well, that's nice, you know, and <laughs> but after the dog thing happened, um, I was staying home again by myself. And. We had a room in the house that is, you know, the designated computer room. This is a three-bedroom house with an add-on room. And it's big for me to live here by myself. And it's me and two dogs that live here now. And so uh, in this computer room, how the computer is set up is when you're sitting at the table, there is a closet to your back. And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm just doing whatever I was doing on the computer and that closet door swings open as fast as it can. And it hits me in the back of the head. That was another thing when I ran outside and I waited for my mom to come home. Hmm. That's crazy. And uh, I mean, that's now that I'm living here again, you know, you get the footsteps that come from the kitchen I have a the door to my laundry room. I usually keep it open to let the dogs run in and out of it, but it will slam by itself, and it will slam one, two, three, four, five times. And it did that recently. It slammed five times by itself, and I had to go lock it to stop it. But there's Ooh. no wind. There's no current in there. That, there's nothing that would do that. Um, I've had a vacuum cleaner plugged up in uh, my old bedroom before, and the socket on it got pulled halfway out and bent. And I have I have a video of that one. And uh, this is just a really weird, but recently everything's calmed down. So that's a plus, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you need a break. I'm yeah,
1: that's, that's nice. They're being really considerate, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't be, you can't, you gotta be thankful for that. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's one of those, it's happened to me so much that I just, I've got used to it and it doesn't really phase me. So, you know, middle of the night and I hear a door slam, I'm just like, oh, okay. And I'll go back to sleep.
0: <laughs>
1: Dang, that would be weird. I mean,
0: I, I would just distinguish if someone was coming in or if it's just a ghost.
1: Because uh, 90% of the time the door slams, it's either the laundry room door. So the laundry room door is open for the dogs. It's already open. I don't know why somebody would slam it when they're trying to come in and rob me or something. You know, that would give away where they were. But That's the true. Other, the, the other 10% is in the room next to me and i can tell it's one particular closet door in there mm. so i can i can differentiate between which two doors are slamming and if it is the laundry room door i will get up and come check on it because there is a chance somebody would have just walked walked in you know so i'll check the laundry room door but if it's in the room my old room across from me no nah, I, I just let that one go he can have that room <laughs> Do uh do your dogs ever freak out on that? My dogs I've I've actually got video on that. My dogs will sit and they will growl at the hallway. They have sat and growled at the door. They've like raised hell and barked uh at the uh laundry room door before. Which actually not too long ago, I had a uh I don't want to call it an apparition. It wasn't a full body apparition. Let's put it like that. It was like a gray mist went from uh My garage, okay, so my garage door is in line. When you walk through my garage door into my kitchen, you look straight into the laundry room. And I had a great miss to go from the laundry room, or I mean, from the garage to the laundry room and the dog. That was wow, that's crazy. That was probably uh, two months ago. Wow.
0: So, you get like creepy feelings, I mean, especially when
1: you're in the bathroom, trying to handle business, and you know when I was young, yes, but now, no, I figured if a ghost was trying to peek in on me now, I'm just going to give him a show
0: good, 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 good <laughs> yeah i mean if you if you if you want to stare at me, stare at this <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> and I actually um when I was in college. I lived in Mesquite, and I went to school for funeral service and embalming, and uh, I, I actually I have a degree. I have a chemistry degree in funeral service, so I can embalm you if you want me to. I mean, that's just a little between-us favor for, if you want.
0: Maybe not now. Uh, nah, maybe like was, later on. I got a layaway. Yeah, but, cool. Maybe when I'm cold <laughs> and
1: and not moving no more. <laughs> but you wouldn't do that when I okay I've been in multiple funeral homes I have been in the college by myself I used to work for the college as their maintenance man and I'd be in there by myself I never had one single bad feeling while I was in a funeral home or in that school
0: well but, that's because you're used to it
1: Exactly. But when I would go back to my apartment, I would feel like somebody was there with me.
0: Was it like I don't know, like a sinister feeling? Like No. They
1: wanted to do me harm or no. The only time I ever actually got that sinister feeling before was when I had the whatever you want to call it, Bigfoot or Ghost Paranormal, the the thing that happened at Limpy's with Blocky that is the yeah. only time I ever got that feeling of dread that everybody talks about. That is how I know uh, what they're talking about feeling because I've had that once. Yeah, but, I know. I've had that too. Now, um, there was one day at that apartment where I was hungry and I was a college kid. So I'm whipping out like Tostino's pizzas, you know, and I finished making this pizza and I'm going to let it cool down and I put it on the counter. And I mean, it's like up against the wall on the counter and I walk into my bedroom to get my phone and I come back. And as I'm rounding the corner, I see the plate and the pizza fly off the counter onto the floor. That's not cool. I got pissed because I was hungry. Now, about I want to say half an hour or 25 minutes later, I go outside and my neighbors outside across from me crying. What? And, and I asked, I'm like, Are you are you okay? Like, did something happen? And uh she goes, I don't I don't know what happened. I said um. okay. She goes, uh, do you believe in ghosts? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, I was watching TV and this shadow came across the wall and the shadow went on the floor and started coming towards me. So I ran outside and I don't want to go back in. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. Like, First, he threw my pizza, and now he's trying to go beat you up. Like, this guy's got some balls, you know? Dang. But that's that's really the most paranormal active thing I've got while I was in school in Mesquite, you know? But I just find it so weird that the pizza was thrown – And from the time the pizza was thrown sometime in between that 25, 30 minute span of me walking outside and finding her, apparently she had a shadow coming at her, you know?
0: Yeah. And those guys that I hear are dope
1: Are bad news. That's I've been, uh, I talked to Ann about it because Ann used to be a, uh, an exorcist or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was asking her, should I do anything for my house now? And she was like, yeah, uh, yeah, you should. So I'm really debating it. So, dude, if it's calmed down now, I don't want to go through and sage the house and put the Saint Benedict's coins in the ground and then have something heighten it back up you know to the point where it was because right now if it's peaceful i'm all good right well i know
0: nothing about any of that stuff i mean i
1: just say uh just pray to the lord i guess which that's actually when i moved back into this house every single door that went to the outside had a prayer cloth on top of it. Oh, wow. Every single door was painted in chalkboard paint, and it said Jesus loves you on it. Mm -hmm. That, Mm -hmm. to me, was creepy. (laughs) (laughs) That does sound a little weird, but, you know, did it work? I mean, uh, still getting, it man, was, it might have been doing something because when I moved back in, I started repainting the doors. I started uh, taking the prayer cloths down, and then the activity picked up. So obviously, it did something. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know nothing
0: about ghosts. I got, you know, I had a couple experiences that I didn't understand what was going on until later. Yeah, but yeah. That's the best. I, that's the most I know about ghost. I, I whether or not deal with that. I mean, I always used to say if I can't punch it, stab it, or shoot it, I don't want nothing to do. It. And if you do all of
1: those things and it doesn't work, you might as well just give up. Then I might become a ghost. You might become a ghost, but then that'd be cool. You could fly and stuff.
0: Yeah, but then I get embalmed for free, or no, you said I get, I gotta do like a
1: layaway. Hey, if you talk to me later, I'll hook you up. I'll do it. Uh, you know, just keep it on the low. Oh, okay. <laughs> just just
0: kind of, um, you know, kind of make me look a little, you know, move some of this fat around, like make me some big muscles.
1: Oh, that's easy. I can hook you up. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> made me
0: look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something.
1: Dude, that is 100% doable. Just let me know what nah, you need. Then I'll they- hook you up.
0: Because then people will be like, Where did Phil go? I thought he died. Who was this guy?
1: <laughs> I came
0: here to see Phil and he ain't even here. <laughs> Dang. So, so, what else have you been doing? Do you, do you still go like cruising around out of, you
1: know, to,
0: to, to, weren't you going to like Oklahoma and doing stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. We went to, uh, Oklahoma in May was the last time that me and the whole crew went. Um, I'm going back next weekend. Well, I guess it's this weekend now. I'm going back this weekend just to go to Beaver's Bend to get away. But when we went in May, it was apparently tornado season because we had one like seven miles away from us. Oh, And I don't know if you've ever been sleeping in a hammock while there's a tornado, but it is either the most relaxing or the most disturbing thing you'll ever do in your life. Wow. Uh, I can't say that I have. (laughs) I've, I've, I've figured at this point, the easiest way to go camping is to just take a hammock because you can go so much farther in and just set up wherever you need to versus hauling in a tent. So when we went in May, Stephen and Jennifer brought both of their kids. And so they only had right. one tent. And I was like, that's fine. I'll just put my hammock up somewhere. And that's what we'll, we'll just make that work. So I took my hammock. I put my rain fly up above it and everything. And they set up their tent. And it turns out where they set up their tent was a low spot. And so Uh-oh. when this tornado was going around, everything flooded. Oh, so, no. I'm just telling you right now, hammocks are superior to tents. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah. Poor dude.
0: He always has bad luck with his tent. I remember he, he tried to blow it up once or something. It caught
1: on fire. He, he almost caught it on fire. He tried to start a heater and the heater caught on fire at footstop. Yeah. I think I remember that. And See, uh
0: do I? I said the advantage is uh, when I just pull up to a spot and pull my tent out and climb
1: up like the second story building and sleep up there. I don't have to worry about nothing. Exactly, and I've seen I've seen YouTube videos of people that will like put their hammocks like they will climb up a tree to like twenty five foot and put their hammock up there and sleep. Whoa! And I'm like, what if that like what is what if your ropes break? Like or you
0: have like a weird or you you that's like the first time you start sleepwalking.
1: Exactly, yeah. But, and you
0: wake up with like your broken pelvis and legs and all that stuff all smushed up. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that could be bad. But also while we were there um in Oklahoma, uh We had a bear walk really close to camp at night because we found tracks the next day that weren't there because we we walked that road every day in the morning and uh, right before night. And then one morning we got up and we walked that road and there were bear tracks, like maybe a hundred yards away from camp. We had a raccoon and we had a skunk that kept trying to come into camp. We had deer in camp. I mean, it was, It's a really good area. We call it band camp, but um, (laughs) the only problem seems to be tornadoes. (laughs) Yeah, that could be an issue. I mean, the bear, too. And maybe the skunk. I feel like I could make peace with a bear. You know, I'm I'm sitting at a fire and the bear walks up. I could just be like, hey, do you want to, you know, want some coffee? And then the bear would be like, okay. Okay. You know, if anybody could do it, I think you could. I really, I really do think I could make peace with the bear. If and not, then, like,
0: worse, do what? Y'all can sit around a fire and, like, chill and, and, like,
1: talk about stuff. Yeah. Just bear stuff, you know? Like, you seen any cool deers lately? Or any picnic baskets? Yeah. Picnic baskets, yeah. Hmm. Um, but talking about hammocks, in what month is it now? August? August, yep. July. It was about three months ago or two months ago. Uh, me and Jeremy Gibson went out again. And he's him and Barry Brown are usually who I go out with because we all live right here, like within 30 minutes of each other. So they're like my designated going out buddies. And uh, me and Jeremy went out and we both took our hammocks and we went out to uh, I think it was Cass County. And we got out there and we set up for the night. And it's about 3 a.m. and Jeremy's asleep and I'm, I'm in my hammock and i just hear something like start running towards my hammock at full speed <laughs> whoa and my hammock is one with the bug net on it so i have to unzip it now when i sleep in my hammock i sleep with my 45 on my stomach in case i need to shoot something through the net i will shoot something through the net the hammock's yeah, only know. 35 bucks i can buy another one <laughs> so i i open this hammock and in the process of me opening this hammock and reaching for my pistol, I somewhat, like, tip the hammock over.
0: Uh-oh.
1: And so, like, I'm kind of, like, my elbow is on the ground with my pistol aiming out, and I have two coyotes running at me full blast as fast as they can go. <laughs> wow. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, I don't want to shoot them. But they get from – they get probably, I would say, about 20 feet From me, and they both stop. Like, I mean, dead in their tracks, stop because I yelled at them. And when I yelled at them, I woke Jeremy up. And Jeremy's over there, like, "What are you doing, man?" Like, (laughs) like he's coming out of it. You know, (laughs) he's been he's been asleep. He's not in panic mode. He's in like he's like, "Why are you waking me up, (laughs) mode?" And so (laughs) these coyotes sit there for like a good fifteen seconds, looking at me, and then they. Just do a 90-degree turn and run off.
0: Wow. That's crazy, dude.
1: I don't even know what they
0: would have done. Were they just going to, like you were a bag of meat, and they were just going to jump up and
1: take chunks? I feel like they didn't know what the hammock was, and so they thought it was a threat. Because it's. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but the hammock is red. And, you know, most people are like, if an animal sees red, they get aggressive or something, it, you know, and I, I feel like all they would have done is literally run at it, bite it, and then took off and then waited to see what I would have, what the hammock itself would have done. And me opening it, almost falling out of it and sitting there trying to act like I know what I'm doing. It was like, kind of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't mess with this. And they just took off. <laughs> Well, they probably
0: got your scent. Yeah, you know I mean, and they're like, I smell "That big old red hot chili pepper over there smells like meat.
1: Yeah, but it's weird. You get little like okay. So, if you're if you're fat as I am, and you get a hammock, if you forget that you have to put the hammock up higher so your butt doesn't drag the ground, you have right? all kinds of weird little animals that will go under you. So I've had like armadillos. <laughs> Like I've been sitting there and I don't ever think about it because this actually happened in Oklahoma. Apparently when I got in my hammock, I didn't have it high high enough up. And my butt was probably like a good six inches off the ground. And I felt something rub against my butt. And I was like, Whoa, what, what, what's that? Like Bigfoot's getting touchy feely here.
0: You're going to go like, Hey Steven.
1: (laughs) <laughs> but I opened the I opened the tent and I looked down and there's an armadillo's tail just poking out. This armadillo was like just chilling under me, you know. Well you were like uh shelter. Warm booty shelter. It was kind of drizzling when that happened. Bandcamp is actually in the cloud line. That's the cool thing about it. So you're always like in a cloud the entire time you're there. Oh, that's pretty cool. And so it's really? like, depending on the weather, it's either super misty and super like damp or, you know, foggy, or it's just yeah, really clear and cool. Wow. That sounds nice. It really is, as long as there's no tornadoes and rain
0: especially at night i bet it looks really cool at night with all the stars and stuff
1: you know it behind. does it actually does and uh the thing is it's band camp is in a place where you can only get to it if you have four by fours band camp is what really killed my truck i'm putting that out there right now the dodge died because i tried to get it to band camp was it um, four-wheel drive no it was a stock 2010 Dodge 1500
0: SLT.
1: Do you think the Yeti would make it? I don't. There is. I would say yes, but there is one turn where you're in the middle of like a little rock valley where I don't know if the Yeti would be able to make the turn, but it's possible.
0: I've done some tight turns where I just turned the wheel and floor it and, and threw that ass around. So. I don't know how tight that one is, but I've been if, through some if tight willing, turns. Where-
1: if you're willing to crawl up a wall sideways, the Yeti can make it. I, I wanna believe the Yeti will make it.
0: Hmm.
1: Is there a lot is it like a lot of rocks and ter- rocky terrain? To get to band camp, yes. Once you get into band camp, it opens up. It's really getting there that's the hard part. And it's it's actually like a I want to say a discontinued area in this place. So they quit maintaining anything. And it's just got to the point where if you don't have a four by four, or if you don't have a mule or something like a four wheeler, you can't really get back in there without sacrificing the health of your vehicle, (laughs) which is why (laughs) I went and got this trail Hawk because now I can get back in the band camp without killing myself. Um, If it, if, to explain how to get there, I high centered my truck twice. I broke a light. I broke my bed cover. I bent a side rail, and I had to get back out of ba- uh, band camp. And then I got a flat tire. Wow, that's why my that truck. I brought it back from Oklahoma to Texas, and then it blew a rod. Okay. Okay. Sounds rough. <laughs> So, um, but basically band camp is, it's this one open area and then it goes to one trail, but then that trail goes to a bunch of discontinued camps. So Mm. you can go out there and you can, but really a lot of them you have to walk to, because there's no way you can drive back there unless you've got a chainsaw with you, you know, to cut down trees. So, do
0: they have like uh, rangers that come over and harass you or anything?
1: No, uh, huh. Oh, well, no. There's the uh. We have only seen one group of people out there, and they came in from some. We don't even know where they came in from. We have a good idea, but they came in on a, a mule. Oh, okay. And the only place we think they could have came in from had a tree across the road so we're still trying to figure out where they actually came in from
0: i got you that sounds pretty cool it it sounds like a nice place though
1: yeah we're we're, we've only been going there for about a year now Mm -hmm. and so we're trying to go in every season so we're going to go in spring summer autumn uh, winter that way we can see what it's like during each season because yeah, we went in the first time we went was in fall and all the leaves were dead and all you know all that good stuff and you could see forever because you're on the side of the mountain and so you right. could see forever there was no uh foliage that was blocking your view but then we went back once all of that came in. And it's like you're looking at a wall. I mean, there's no, no nobody's out there taking care of these trails. Nobody's doing any of that. So you have yeah. to make a conscious decision. If you want to walk out there during like spring or summer, you're going to have to take something to cut trees and bushes and thorns and stuff out of your way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I carry a chainsaw with me, but. Yeah. I had to do some cutting and stuff before. Get into some spots. I had some real thick trees. And I had to do a little chopping up. Felt like a man.
1: Yeah. But wait, did you do it with a little electric chainsaw or a gas chainsaw?
0: I did it with the electric one.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, I know that's like discount man, but but <laughs> it cost it cost me like seven hundred bucks. So I was like I'm kinda oh like a, Yeah. It 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 handled it like not like nothing. It chewed right through it. It was
1: one of those Milwaukee <laughs> ones.
0: Oh, yeah. volt. oh I don't know
1: and what brand green- it is. There's like a little twelve inch green one. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I know which one. Then you can get it like Lowe's or something. Yeah, and we were using it, and it would only go through like maybe two little trees before the battery would die.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that I usually try to carry extra ones, extra batteries. But mm-hmm. I can get. I got the uh, the big man. It's like a huge. It's almost like a small car battery. You can stick on the back of that thing and I, I hacked through a whole bunch of trees before it finally gave out and then I had to swap out another battery and, but it did what I needed to do and the reason why I didn't want to get the gasoline one is because if you don't use it that often and you keep gas in there and you don't take care of it before you know it you just got a big chunk of junk
1: yeah that the electric ones are quiet too
0: yeah it don't make that much it just like whoo-
1: yeah, it sounds like a bad day at the dentist, really.
0: It does. It does. I wonder if all the trees were like,
1: you know, covering <laughs> their little,
0: you know, kind of like when we cringe from here, a little drill.
1: Yeah. But
0: uh, it's probably something like that. But, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I just didn't want to deal with the gasoline and all that stuff, and it would probably sit in the back of my truck for years before I used it again. And then I was like, no, oh, I think I'll just get the electric one.
1: And then, what are the chances that, like, you have a gas can with you, and then you're going somewhere and it tips over in the back?
0: Uh, I mean, I carry two big gas tanks, two gas cans in the back of my Yeti for. I got probably like 10 gallons of extra gas <laughs> anyway, but I got it all strapped up inside the bed. Oh, okay. And hopefully that doesn't fall over. If I'm it does, be I'm usually, I'm, be, I'm the Yeti's on its side if it does, Bill. <laughs> and I'd be pretty sad if the Yeti gets on its side.
1: <laughs> I would be too. I like the Yeti.
0: I love the Yeti.
1: I love the part where you went to honk the Yeti, and the the horn was out of air. That part was funny.
0: Yeah, that was. It happens sometimes, but when it's full of air, it's pretty loud. It'll it'll make you cover your ears.
1: That's that's one of the best parts about going to conferences is watching people go to take a picture and you honk it. Yeah, I I look forward to that every time.
0: Yeah, and sometimes the Yeti's way more popular than, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm anybody, but I'll have people say, Can you move out of the way so I can get a picture of your truck? (laughs) That's when you say
1: five bucks.
0: Yeah, right? I should start charging.
1: It's $2 for a picture of me and the truck, $5 for a picture of just a truck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Unless you got Photoshop, you can photo me, shop me out, but you're going <laughs> to spend a lot of time because I'm pretty wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the Yeti gets a lot of attention. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Especially if we're on the cops, but it's pretty cool getting pulled over in the Yeti. You're looking down on them. Can I help you down there?
1: Can I help you, sir?
0: I think I actually have footage of me getting pulled over, and the guy's like, he started kind of being a jerk. And I pointed at the cameras, and he was really nice. Hey, what was that? There's an air horn
1: right now. There's a train, because in where I what? live is a train track, and they just love, you know, blowing the horn. That's their favorite pastime.
0: Well, you know, they they probably think that you're bored and, and, and you need something to to you know wake you up.
1: Man, at 4 a.m. I just I can't wait for the train to go through town. Oh wow, really? Every I mean, morning at four? Uh it's it never stops. It's like maybe every every forty five minutes minimum. Wow. I mean, that's just they I have a friend that used to live here in town who has been hit by the train twice in town. (laughs) That's why his name is Trainwreck. And they actually made a policy where when you go through certain towns that have a high percentage of train, uh, I guess, crashes is what you would call them. They have to hit the horn an ungodly amount of times, and thanks to him, single-handedly, we have to deal with the train blowing the horn every 45 minutes.
0: Thanks a lot, train wreck.
1: <laughs> and that's that's one of those, how do you get hit by a train twice? I've always liked to ask him that question because I've never got a straight answer. That. That is a mystery. And the best part is the first time he got hit, he was driving a UPS truck. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a lot of people's packages that, you know, went bye-bye. Oh, he got hit-hit. Well, actually, shit went everywhere. I think the first time was the UPS truck, and it nailed the back of it. And then the second time, I think he was in his personal truck, and – he either ran into the train or the train hit the front of his uh truck and spun him. I can't remember exactly which one.
0: Come on, train wreck. what's wrong?
1: what's going he's, on he's a he's a bit of a celebrity around here for that. I bet all the chicks dig him That's I, yeah.
0: He, yeah, he lives wild.
1: He lives on the edge. Of the railroad track. Of the rails, yeah. I've always questioned how someone can get hit by a rail, by a train because it's not like they just jump off the rails and get you. But then I met him, and I was like, I guess it's possible. That is that is crazy. That is uh, – yeah.
0: If you don't want to get hit by a train, stay away from the track. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, train wreck don't have to do, I say, but –
1: I feel like I feel like sometimes he just goes and he parks in front of the train tracks and he waits and he goes, Should I make it a three P
0: <laughs> That way they can honk every 30 seconds?
1: <laughs> the, yeah, Union Pacific will just install a horn on the actual rail itself and they can remotely make it go off. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I and it's, it's, hilarious. That. It's, it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious. Do what?
0: I said it's time to chase him out of town if that happens.
1: Yeah. The bad part is he put a train horn on his truck. <laughs> is that me? Is that me? <laughs> so he'll drive by my house randomly and he'll honk it. And I'll know it's him. You know he sounds like a dick. He's really cool. though. I mean, I like him. I'm actually getting him into Bigfoot. So uh, this year at Jefferson, you'll actually get to meet him because I'm gonna bring him. All with right. Me. Yeah. I'm so forward. you'll get you'll get to meet Trainwreck. Now we get to, do we get to blow the air horn on? You can. I should get him to drive his own truck up there, and you and him can have an air horn off.
0: Oh, cool. I'm going to install more air horns.
1: (laughs) You should put an air horn on every single side of the Yeti. Where I blow it and it almost lifts up off the ground. Exactly. Like Chris Angel mind-free status. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It'd be like hydraulics.
1: (laughs) Just pure sound waves would push you off of the ground. Yeah. As long as we don't hit the brown note, we'll be all right exactly and if you're trying to like go fast all you got to do is hit the horn that's in the rear and it'll propel you forward
0: or i could do like speed racer and hit all four and jump over the train oh yeah at least you'd make it over the train yeah and then train wreck would be behind me and be like "Bam!" <laughs> and, <I'd be> like,
1: <laughs> and then we'd Number all be three. sitting there we'd be sitting there going you know what more would we expect his name is train wreck
0: Thanks, Train Rick. Yeah. So, you got I'll, any I'll, future plans? Future plans? Uh. Yeah. Do you want to see more
1: ghosts? Do you want to see more Bigfoots? I would like to be. Like I would like to be out in the field looking for them. You know. <laughs> when I say looking, uh, I would like to just be out in the field because I've been stuck at work for the last two almost two and a half months until this last weekend wow you sound essential i i am very essential okay i told you at the beginning of this that i've had a very bad three weeks yeah so i work for the town i live in and I am the second in charge of the water department, whatever you want to call it, public works division. Anyway, we had uh we had a pump go out on one of our wells. After the pump went out, the firefighters went to a call and they hooked up to one of our fire hydrants. And they Whoa. broke they broke the main line that runs through town, the uh our biggest line that puts out water. Mm-hmm. They broke that on Sunday night. 24 hours of working to try to get this pipe back to what it should be. And we completely ran out of water in all of our ground storage and our water tower. So the town had no water. Wow. It was my job to get us back to where we were supposed to be. So in this last week from Sunday Till uh, Friday, I had a whole total of somewhere between six and a half and s- or seven hours of sleep. Wow! And then Friday, I left and I drove six hours to go to Abilene. I got back home Sunday at eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock at night, and I woke up this morning at seven thirty and went back to work and had to, you know, finish what I was working on the week before.
0: Wow. I mean, nobody had, so nobody had water in town until you came back?
1: Oh, no. Before I left, we made sure they had water. But there was a good, there was a good three or four uh, day stretch where there was no water.
0: If you wanted water,
1: you had to go buy bottled water, gallon jugs of water or something like that no water hose no nothing working. no nothing but the thing was we would every once in a while we would get the water fixed to the point where it was usable if you would conserve it and these people went outside and started filling up swimming pools and watering their yards and washing their cars and then they started complaining when they ran out wow and and part of the reason I never got any sleep was I was getting called at like 2 and 3 a.m. in the morning and getting cussed out because somebody just got home from work and they couldn't take a shower. And I'm like, dude, we have a lake. Just go jump in the lake. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. Jump but, in the lake.
1: But as of now. I'm not going to I'm not going to bring it up anymore because I do not want anything bad to happen. I finally got to sleep last night. It's fixed. Good job. (sighs) But the. Week before that happened is when my truck went out, so I didn't have a vehicle for a good. About week and a half, and then I got the uh, I got that. New Jeep. I got it. When did I get it? Wednesday? Yeah, I got it. When I got it uh, last Wednesday. Wow. You wasted no time getting it dirty. No, because I went and I looked. Because, you know, Jeeps have those skid plates under them. And so you can yeah. look and see if it's ever been off-roading. Because there's going to be at least one scratch. That thing has been a mall crawler its entire five years of being alive. And within three days Of me grabbing it I was like I'm gonna make this thing go off road (laughs) And so that's what I did like the Yeti When I got the Yeti It
0: hadn't even been dirty underneath It's like Whoa So the kid just It was some young dude Some young rich kid that had it And he just Bought it Got it all fixed up Drove it around for a while And then parked it and then he decided he wanted to sell it. Yeah, he got tired of it. He mm-hmm. went and bought him a giant F three fifty, and had it lifted so high that uh, he had to run and jump
1: to get in. He didn't have any steps or anything. That would, I was like, dude. I would follow him around <laughs> just to see if he would miss the jump and bust his ass. Oh yeah, he was. That'd he wasn't be- even a big dude. He was a small
0: guy. I think at that point you should just install a ladder that folds out. Or the amp steps that come out when you open a door like he had on his other truck. I don't know why he didn't just do that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Oh, well. Well, I guess uh, that's been an hour and some change. You have any uh, last words
1: of wisdom? Oh, you, see, you said wisdom. I'm never. I don't ever have wisdom. Um, yeah, you do. If if I start talking about wisdom, I'm gonna. We're gonna be here till like three hours.
0: Oh, we we, we can shut it down and then jump back on.
1: <laughs> I can tell you right now, my uh, birds are not real, and I stand by that statement. Your your birds birds are not real birds are not real no they work for the bourgeoisie oh what the heck is that so i think it was the clinton administration started uh taking out all of the pigeon population and replacing them with spy cameras and uh basically recording devices so birds are just cameras and audio devices so always make sure, always make sure you're uh, watching what you say when the birds are there. What about geese? Geese are just assholes. Oh, okay, because I see them like attack people. Yeah, yeah, geese are like they're they're just assholes. Oh,
0: all right. Well, are you still doing your uh, YouTube
1: channel? Or are you still? And I know oh. you got something something coming out yeah um as far as the my videos and everything they've been on hold because i just i haven't had anything to do and plus my phone was broke which was another reason why it was a bad three weeks and i finally got a replacement so uh now that my phone is fixed and i have a vehicle and i can actually go and do stuff again i'm gonna start trying to put out videos again which if anybody cares is Logan versus everyone. It's on the cryptic connection channel on YouTube, but uh, I'm going to start trying to put out some more of those. And then uh, me and another member of Squatch Dogs are going to start working on a little show that will be, I guess, discussed in the future. So uh, it's still under development, I guess you would say. But
0: uh, yeah,
1: it's a little cliffhanger. We'll leave them with that.
0: Wow. Well, man, your videos are awesome. So keep putting them out. Well, thank you. They're entertaining, and you you always have some good stuff to say, or at least make people laugh. You know, somebody could be having a bad day, and then watch your videos, and
1: next thing you know, they're happy. Make people happy. I try. I really do. And then I make a lot of people mad, too. It's a good balance. You do that, too.
0: But, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a balance. I mean, hopefully someone listened to this podcast and and, and heard heard this show and, and got happy. And maybe
1: one or two people got a little mad, but it's OK. It's OK. They'll let me know on Facebook. That's how I will find out. Now that's, that's, that's actually just like a really quick thing. I don't ever look at views, likes, or comments on my videos because I don't, I, I don't personally care. I just make the videos because it's fun for me to do. It's something I like doing. And, uh, the only time I ever know if somebody's mad at me is they will go on Facebook and start yelling at me about something. I'm like, Oh, what, what did I do? Cause I'll, I have forgot at that point what I put in that video. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm trying I'm trying really hard to uh, pick topics that are cut and dry, and I don't think there's a way that you can really get mad at them. But then again, I've been proven wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know how it is. If you try to make everybody happy, you're going to end up miserable, so do your oh, thing. Yeah. Yep.
1: I'm still going to sleep at night, so, I mean, it don't bother me.
0: Well, I mean, if it's good, if you pissing people off, it's usually they,
1: they need to check themselves. I think the thing that pissed the most people off is when I talked about gun safety. (laughs) Apparently you don't talk about gun safety to the Bigfoot community because God help you, they will do everything in their power to make sure you know that you are a bad person because you don't want someone to get shot needlessly. <laughs> I remember all that. Yeah, that, that was a rabbit hole. Yeah. But just, just remember, if you do watch my videos, almost all of my videos are, uh, what's it called, Sat- satire? It's meant to be funny. Don't take everything seriously. If you want something serious out of my videos, skip to like the last 20 minutes when I legitimately will sit down and talk about something. That is the only part in those videos that you should be like, well, maybe I could listen to this and get something out of it. Right.
0: Well, that's amazing and cool, dude. So I'm glad you got this little secret project. I can't wait to see how that comes out. And YouTube videos, y'all check them out. Uh, he's with the Cryptid Connection. I think they got their own Facebook. Yeah, they got their own Facebook yeah, page.
1: Yeah. We have Facebook. And then there's actually a Cryptid Connection website, which is basically, it's got a podcast alley on it. It's got all these podcast lined up in one spot for you to look at you can go through find what you like it's got a it's it's literally facebook but purely for cryptid or paranormal stuff and you know that whole thing where everybody's like oh facebook is watching what you do or facebook's monitoring you that's essentially what you're doing and plus it keeps the trolls out because it is filtered. You have, if you do not answer the questions, you do not get on the website. So right. you're essentially eliminating trolls. You're eliminating any possible uh, spyware, I guess you would call it. It's literally so safe place. Yeah, it's a safe place. It's literally safe place Facebook for the cryptic community. that sounds cool, man. So if anybody wants to check that out, just it's crypticonnection.com. Are are they they still doing podcasts? Actually, uh, we took a break. The last one we did was on April 20th was the last one we released. Um, We, me, Stephen, and Jennifer actually recorded an episode yesterday that I have been told since we've been doing this podcast just got released. So Mm, now, now there, as of now, there's a new episode out. So, uh, we, we kind of had the idea that we don't want to just throw episodes out there with absolutely no point in having episodes out there. And because of Corona and all that, nobody's doing anything. So nobody has anything to talk about, but right. Right. Everybody's staying at home. Exactly. So this, this episode of the Crypto Connection podcast that we filmed yesterday is literally just an update as to this is why there has not been an episode since April 20th. This is what has been going on since then. This is what the community looks like. This is what's going on in general. And then after this episode comes out, we're hoping to get new guests on there or just, you know, have something of quality to talk about. So we're not just throwing out complete crap.
0: Well, that's basically what I do. I just throw out crap. I'm like a monkey throwing poop.
1: But you have the format to where you talk about anything. So nothing on here is crap. It's literally just a sit-down talk where it's like, what's going to happen this week? I don't know. We can either talk about iguanodons or we can talk about dog (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just try to keep it open. I mean, uh, you know, it's random. (laughs) So next week I could be talking about something completely different or talking to somebody who has nothing to do with the cryptid world or exactly anything like that. I mean, I have some stuff lined up that's not even going to be cryptid related, but it's pretty important stuff that needs to be heard. And uh, then I have some people that seen some weird stuff that want to talk about it. So I'm giving them that platform. Exactly. And that's a great thing to do. I'm trying. I'm trying. I am 100% behind you on this one. I see. I got a lot of support from you from day one. and I appreciate that. that.
1: That's something that in this community I think needs to be done is we need to back each other up. When somebody's in the right, or um, when I say that, I mean, when somebody is doing something that is good, like in this case, the random show. Yeah. The random show is great. I love it. Why would I not sit here and try to push it and try to help you get your product out there?
0: Yeah. I've seen you shared it and comment and stuff like that. So I
1: I was, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it should be with everybody. You know, you support your brothers and your sisters.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: it's crazy because I
0: like, uh, Post it and all this stuff, and it won't even get anything. Nobody will like it or comment or, or anything. And but then people are listening to it. I see it, but you know, it'd be cool to get some feedback. Yeah,
1: it's
0: not happening. So I'm just gonna go with the flow.
1: <laughs> well, that's like I told you, I got like seven hours of sleep this last week, and I know uh, you asked me a question if I heard one of your shows. I was like, Oh no, yeah, yeah. I haven't had any time. And I jumped on there, and, like, the last day I was at work, I binge-watched every single one I haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Appreciate it, dude. Yeah, because i was like, man, I got to see what Logan thinks or whatever, you know. And then it was funny because I wasn't even advertising the show yet, and you were, like, saying stuff about the ghost cat, and I was just laughing.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: But then I started putting it out because I was doing the uh, – I wanted to do the uh, – Mysterious woods stuff first, mm-hmm. but it was just taking a while to get off the ground because we just couldn't get schedules and all that. But we finally did, and I was like, Man, I'm just gonna go ahead and, especially when I did the uh show with Mike, I was like, Man, people need to hear this. I have to put it, I have to start um putting it out there then so people could hear that uh message that he had at the end hmm so if y'all haven't heard that yet go check it out uh the incre- i think i called it incredible life of mr mike life and death and then life again of mr mike <laughs> yep yeah, so, that was a really good episode. yeah it was and then, you know i'm just trying to get interesting people people that are just passionate about what they're doing and those are the people that will give you the good content you know, you get people that don't really care. I'm just kind of like, all right, well, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, yeah. It, I walked it, out you would be surprised world. how
0: many people from uh, Bigfooters have other uh, stuff to talk about, you know? So, yeah. you know, just get that out, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, ghost stuff. I mean, you can't really go talk about none of that stuff on a Bigfoot show.
1: No, no. Nope. That's why it's better to have an all inclusive show, you know what I mean? And,
0: right. I mean, look at it like Anne's experiences with her with ghost and all kinds of stuff. She had she had experiences with all kinds of stuff. But, you know, she couldn't just talk about it on a Bigfoot show and then if you're on a ghost show, it's so weird how the community's all divided where you can't talk about different stuff on Show like if you get on a ghost show, you can't talk about Bigfoot. You get on a Bigfoot show, you can't talk about UFOs.
1: Yeah, and it's like uh, you'll have an alien person that hates Bigfoot people, but then Bigfoot people hate the paranormal people, then the paranormal people hate both the alien and the Bigfoot people. <laughs> exactly. There's no, so- uh, there's no. There's no. There's uh, no. Middle ground for any of the communities there. And then, then you do get the middle ground, and then people call it woo, and then they just, like, start going crazy on it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the show's about to shut down, and the, I think the longest I've been able to keep it up was one hour and 17 minutes. So if it shuts off, that's why. Okay. It scared the crap out of me when I did <laughs> the show with Mike, and then it shut off when he was talking. I was like, oh, was getting so good. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man.
1: No problem, man. Uh, it was Maybe
0: uh, when you get your projects going and everything, I'll get you back on. Yes, sir. All right. Sayonara, sir. See you
1: until, I guess, Jefferson. Yes, sir. That's the first one coming up, ain't it? I think so, October. All right. I'll bring train wreck down there so you can make fun of him cool.
0: I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to have a serious talk. I need to talk to him and see what's going on. I might do a show with him. (laughs) All right, man. Take it easy. You too. See you later. Thank you for listening. Big Dog Random Show.